Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. We all got problems, man. Look, I know we live in this world, but we got all this pressure on us to be the cutest, the tallest, the most in shape. You dress the best. Oh, you definitely got the most money. You for sure drive the best car. And in reality, none of us can live up to that. I'm going to be real with y'all. I ain't even going to try. Like, I'm just a regular guy. And I'm cool with being normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the weird things in the world today is I think, like, people are trying to be something that they really aren't. And I'm not judging people for that. Like, I'm not condemning you or anything. But it's intriguing to me. And it's something that I think about, like, you know, I've said it before, social media to me is the greatest social experiment of our time. And I don't think we're going to see the results for 20 or 30 years. Like, meaning some of the actions that we're doing today, like the way we post, the way we interact with people, we're not going to know until our kids are 20, 30 years old and, and beyond until we're older. And so what am I saying? Like, we're in this real-life experiment, and we don't really know or we don't pay attention. Like, and maybe you do. You know what I'm saying? But, again, it's something I think about. And let me say this. I don't talk about social media often because I hate social media. It's actually the opposite. I think social media is pretty dope. But I also know that it has some power and, you know, that I have to kind of control how I channel You know, what I want to happen on social media, because if not, it can affect me just like anyone else. Like, I'm no different than you or the next person. And we all, you know, got to protect ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Protect your spirit. You know, have some discernment as a believer. You can't do everything everybody everybody else in the world does. You know what I'm saying? Or everyone else, for those of you who are keeping track with my grammar. If you're keeping track with my grammar, then you're going to have a long day ahead of you. Because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm from the east side of Detroit, and even though, um, you know, I've been able to grow up and become a professional businessman and, uh, you know, have my college degree from Oakland University, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the hood comes up out of me in different ways. It's just like, it just happens, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can be in a business meeting trying to be professional, and I just might be like, oh, right, yeah, cool, though, bro. And it's like, huh? Hey, what'd, you, what'd you say? What'd you say, Jermaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, As I was saying, uh, you know, let me put my work voice back on for you. At the end of the day, social media is dope, but I like to, you know, observe things about it. And I asked a question on social media that led me to be like, you know what? I want to have a special edition 
of Let's Get Social, where we just take a look at this one question and actually look at people's responses. Because a lot of times when I do Let's Get Social, it's at the end of the show. I don't get a chance to, you know, read all the comments and things like that. I'm kind of rushing through it. So today we're going to just let it breathe. You know what I'm saying? One question. You know what I'm saying? And read everyone's responses. And let's see what y'all think about what I said on social media. We're going to jump between my Facebook page. That is Jermaine James. So you can always friend me there. Well, I usually have one or two slots available a week because people unfollow me or unfriend me. And then on Instagram, my name is at Mr. Underscore Bellwether. That is the at symbol, M-R underscore B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R. Mr. Underscore Bellwether. There you have it. Let's get into it. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. All right, God's people. Today we're going to start on my Instagram page. You know what I'm saying? Pose the question in my stories and i said social media is often linked to depression why do you think that is and here's some of the things that people said so first i want to maybe dig into some of the things that other people said and then i spent some time giving you guys some of my thoughts about this and keep in mind like just like a lot of other things that we talk about on this show i'm not trying to be right like <laughs> i'm trying to observe and think things through and see what other people think, right? You know, that's like real life case study. Like, hey, this is what I'm hearing. I've been doing a lot of reading. I was reading something that said, um, you know, the longer you spend on social media, the more unhappy you are based on at least the people they interview. So that's kind of what led to all this. And I took it to Facebook and Instagram. So let's go. At the Mail Mills said, fulfillment in things that can't fulfill you. So his thing was like, Yo, the reason that social media, you know what I'm saying, leads to depression is because of our fulfillment issues. Here's what at I am Neen note, Neen's notes. Man, I'm going to mess up some of y'all names. I'm so sorry. I want to get them right. At I am Neen's notes. She said unnecessary comparison. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to breeze through some of these because you're going to hear a theme. But I want to read them from other people because part of, you know, a case study is like really asking people what they think. And it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people watch game shows like Family Feud or something. And they like, we surveyed 100 people and asked them, what's your favorite fruit? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, that's how they get the answer because they surveyed people. So we are getting the answers by actually asking the people versus just coming up with answers ourselves and trying to just be right just to be right. We're thinking through the situation. At I am Candace Pearl says, because people aren't sympathetic for the things they post. I thought this was a very interesting one here because I do think it's something to be said about our responsibility in posting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are the things I'm posting, you know, becoming stumbling blocks or something like basically just saying like, 
Jay Will, think before you post. And it's not saying you're going to ever be able to please everyone. And please understand, pleasing people isn't the purpose for me. It's more so a God thing. It's more so a biblical thing and like being a leader, having influence, being a believer. Like how should we carry ourselves and conduct ourselves on this still very new thing called social media? Because, you know, think about it. If social media is, you know, seven to 10 years old, if it was a kid, it would still be a kid. It's not even a young adult or a teenager yet. At I am Brittany Woods says, because we're competing with someone else's social media content plan. So competition. Mm, that's what Brittany says. At classy, uh, classy Ashley V, my bad. She says comparison, it leads to discontentment. So we got competition, comparison, right? Those things are pretty much equivalent. And you're going to hear this a lot. So I'm just, again, I'm going to read some of them because I want you to hear it. At Purple and Pearl says, comparison is the thief of joy. At Dreamy underscore Thig says, comparing your life to others. At I am underscore Arlena, comparison to false narratives. At Love Kim J underscore, people consistently feel pulled to compare themselves to what others have going on. At Mrs. Mo Sweets, people comparing their lives and themselves to what is posted on social media. Listen, I can go on and on and on. At Manny.team, it's addictive and can draw us away from much needed community. Community, And that's what most people are saying. Listen up. I got a bunch more of these. And if you want to hear the rest of them, you're going to have to become my friend on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Bellwether. But there's this idea that you're seeing that people are saying their answer to this question is, yo, social media leads to depression because we're comparing ourselves. Like, that's what I keep hearing. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not trying to be right. I'm listening to the people and the people are telling me that we are comparing ourselves to other people. All right, that was Instagram. Before I go off on my little tangent, I got to look and see what they said on Facebook. Had 42 likes and 103 comments. And I'm going to read through some of what people said. Okay, here we go. Stephanie Sims says what? Ding, ding, ding. Comparison. Kendra Aggie says the false portrayal and perception of a perfect life. When people are unable to see the muck in the background, anything that we focus on for too long can become a distraction. So I think social media just oversaturates certain people when they don't understand the significance of perspective. Now, here's what you're going to have to understand. When you post these type of questions on Facebook, you get much more in-depth answers. It's interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's a whole different psychological experiment. Like, it's almost like the social media sites have us trained. Notice everyone's answers on Instagram was very short and straight to the point. And I'm only going to read about two or three of these because these people wrote books, and I love them for it. It provides great conversation, but it's like, wow, why do people write books on Facebook? Oh, mmm, woo! Lavelle, it's a deep conversation, brother. They wrote a book on the book. Here's what we said. Shawnee Horn, Comparison and Envy. Vanisha Barnes, Comparison is the Thief of Joy. <laughs> Dominique Roberts actually had a great answer. I really like this answer. She said it's because of trolls. And listen, if you know about social media trolls, 
Uh, that could be pretty irritating, and I could see how that could depress someone. Uh, but me, I'm going to have to leave y'all alone with that one. Michael Scott Taylor says comparison. Now let's read some of these books, all right? Bear with me. We're going to make this part quick. Emily Furda says, people often share their best life on social media, so you feel as if you're not measuring up. Things move fast on social media, and then when you step back, it's hard to cope. Also, it's sometimes what we choose to consume. Following people, even friends who are consistently negative or focusing on problems, has a big impact. I love that Emmy pointed out, like, even who you follow, you know what I'm saying? Like, it matters. Like, you know how we always say our friends matter in real life? But even on social media, your friends matter. Now, let's get a couple more in. Keila Brentley says, people see other people's highlight reels and think they have the best life, comparing their reality to someone else's story. That will cause depression. Last one, Danielle Nicole. She says, fear of missing out. People see what people portray on social media and fear that they're missing out on having it or doing it. The entire time, they don't understand what a person had to go through to get there. They also don't understand that a majority of what they see on social media is a false representation of that person's life. All right. I, I had a lot more comments. As I told you, it was 100 and something comments in Facebook. We're not going to be able to get through all those. I think I've shared enough with y'all for me to give my thoughts and my little breakdown about how I feel about what I asked. Let's get really social. Now, what I'm learning is that it's something that a lot of people are dealing with. And so first things first, I just want to say, you know, we're all regular. And I know that's hard sometimes because you looking at stuff and you like, no, like, my man is in Mexico or Jamaica right now, and they having a great time. And I'm on the east side, and I ain't doing nothing today. And I hate my job, and that's how we feel, right? It's a normal thing for a human being. At the same time, what we do is, you know, that's where we trust the Lord at. And this is where I think it's important to read the Bible and not just read the Bible, but actually believe it. You know what I'm saying? So having our identity in Christ and realizing, like, wait a minute. The creator of the universe created me, and he created me with a purpose, like inspire God's people, like this is my purpose. And he made me a certain way. I look a certain way, and I act a certain way. And rather than looking at other people trying to see how I measure up against them, I should try to look in his word and see how I measure up against who he called me to be. And that's why you'll often hear me say, I'm trying to become the person that God created me to be. Now, am I perfect in this? No, I'm not trying to act like, you know, I'm any different than you. But what I know is that the more I can focus on who God called me to be and what he wants me to do, then the less I focus on other people, which is why this show is about guiding you to guess what? Your purpose, not to my purpose. Not to someone else's purpose. We don't, um, you know, idolize celebrities on this show and things like that because those are things that I think play into your, your depression and insecurities and struggles. It's because we're constantly in this world looking for other people to put on a pedestal when, without seeing the value that God gave us. Like, I'm one of those people that just, I'm sorry, I'm not super impressed with celebrities because I know they people. And that's how we got to realize, like, 
social media has turned normal people into celebrities. So the way that we looked at celebrities growing up, I'm noticing that's how, you know, the young people these days look at or even adults too, look at actual regular people next door. You looking at him like he a celebrity because you're on this page every day. So we got to draw back and gain some perspective. And the best place we can gain perspective is the Bible, just straight up looking in God's word to see how he feels and think about us. We're his creation like God created us. It's like if you make some macaroni and cheese, you ever cook something and then you just, what you do? You stand back, you like, look at that, look at that cheese. And then you looking at other people and they taste like, how you like that? That tastes good. You know what I'm saying? That's your macaroni and cheese, bruh. Genesis 1 and 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Ooh, male and female, he created them. God created you in his image. That He looking at you like, look at my macaroni and cheese. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Now this is talking about Jeremiah, but this can relate to any of us from the standpoint of how God thinks about his creation. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, does that mean that all of us are prophets to the nations? No, that's not the part we're focusing on. What we're talking about is how God thinks about his creation. So the idea that God has a purpose for you before he even formed you in the womb. Man, think about that. God knows you before you're formed in the womb. So that means, mm, wow. Okay. 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 Last one. First okay. Peter 2 and 9. Okay. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. The, oh, my bad. That's the song. A holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous or wonderful light. Listen, God made you unique. Don't be ashamed of your uniqueness, your natural uniqueness. I'm not talking about no weird stuff. I'm talking natural. Male, female, created he them. A royal priesthood. He knew you before you were formed in the womb. That's the stuff I'm talking about. And that's what you should embrace and be happy that you're tall or you're short or you're skinny or you, you know, got a little weight on you. Praise God. As long as it's natural. You know what I'm saying? You're different. And sometimes your difference is the difference. And... You know, the enemy would want you to be ashamed, right? You know, and I, I think I've said this on the show before. Just think about cars, man. A minivan and a pickup truck, two totally different purposes. But if a minivan wanted to be a pickup truck and just rip the whole back out, you know what I'm saying, the top off, then the kids would be flying somewhere on the freeway. And you don't want that because minivans serve a purpose for families. And so what we got to do is understand our purpose, because when you understand your purpose, you are comfortable being you. And we all know, we all agree that comparison is the problem. So let's not continue to do something when we know that it's not healthy for us. God called you to be different. And so be different. You're a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Peculiar, peculiar, it's time peculiar. for the J. Will music song of the day. Today we are playing The Difference. Featuring J-Rail hits in red. And this is from my new album entitled Inspire God's People. If you do not have my album. 
Um, can we correct that? Can you download that today? J Will Music, Inspire God's People. Let's go! Show the drummers some love. J Rail hit. Not better cause I'm different, not different cause I'm better, I'm just better different Couldn't fit in if I tried to, and I tried to They say they love me, they don't even know me, I was lied to I stepped into the fitting room, tried on compromise Walked around, looked in the mirror, it was not my size I look better in the armor of God, your true religion is not my style Each line means at least two things, so even when you figure it out That's only telling half the story, I'm in my OT, new T, put them both on That's a testament to the wardrobe, I'm feeling cordial In the war zone, with corduroy zone, I hand me a stone and tell Saul I'm not wearing his clothes I'm wearing what's comfortable to me to go and slay the giant I'm not supposed to be him You're not supposed to fit in God's people, the royal priesthood, your light is not supposed to be dim, like the city up and seated on the hill, a living witness of God's forgiveness, all through repentance, and that's the difference, you're not supposed to fit in, God's people, the royal priesthood, your light is not supposed to be dim, like the city up and seated It's such a lie What they think we losing our talent Because we trust in God Like if you become a Christian You're no longer gifted But really once you talk in God They no longer listen If a corny rapper calls a Christian rapper corny Tell them write their life on paper Grab a mic, grab it for me From trap star to rap star Lame Something about a fast car Lame Gunshot, gunshot Lame Big talker but you don't stand for a thing Peer pressure is the fear factor You're so afraid of disappointing the fans What you gonna do if they stop clapping their hands They only see you as a song and a dance They hate you but they wanna be friends Same people build you up, take you down in the end And you tolerate it all because you wanna be big mm. You're not supposed to fit in God's people, the royal priesthood Your light is not supposed to be dim Like the city up and seated on the hill Church for the hood. I'm a sore thumb everywhere I go, I'm misunderstood. Not wearing it as a badge of honor, just being honest. You have the right to remain silent, the right to get louder. You have the right to be wrong, but is it wrong to be right? It sort of seems like it every time I speak up, it's like, let me explain myself before I explain myself. After I explain myself, gotta explain myself. I can't explain how many times I disclaim myself. By the time I'm done explaining, I ain't myself. Explain. I believe the Bible is the word of God. I believe Jesus is the risen Christ. I don't make music for the industry because I truly believe art is a way of life. So I can't change my art just to get you to listen. I'd rather change your life. That's the difference. You're not supposed to fit in. God's people, the royal priesthood, your life is not supposed to be dim.
Yo, you just heard the difference from my new album, Inspire God's People. Thank you so much to everybody who's already rocking with the new music. The difference is one of those songs that everybody has been saying is one of their favorite songs. So I'm like, I'm about to bring it to the show, bruh. And um, shout out to my brother, j Hits. That's my younger brother on the drums, Jarrell James. And of course, featuring Red. Really, every track is featuring Red. But because he kind of snuck in and actually you might not know because our, our recorded voice sounds a lot alike. He's actually on some of those vocals on the hook as well. So shout out to Red for that, man. That is a fun song, an amazing song. I'm actually looking forward to doing that song live at a few places coming up here. And um, yeah, if you don't have my album, uh, first of all, what's wrong with you? But secondly, you can easily look up Inspire God's People, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, um, just Google it. That's what I've been telling people. Like, just Google J-Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. And, um, yeah, you'll find Inspire God's people just about everywhere. So, show some love. Tell me what you think. Please take the time to review us and rate us on iTunes. That helps out. So, yeah. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. Thank Five you. Stars, please. Five stars, please. It's time to go. Dude, it feels like it's been a minute, man. Yeah, I thought we successfully kicked you back off the show. I thought we went back to our old ways, bro. You know what? I'm going to say something, man. And this, I'm, I'm going I'm to send this out to Meech and to Gabe. Okay. You need a union. <laughs> you know, the only reason I'm back mm-hmm. is because I had to file a grievance and call my union rep. You know what? You tried to get me off the show, dog. <laughs> I hadn't planned on that coming out over the air. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> yeah, we did try to get rid of Lavelle, as you guys um, have heard the last couple of weeks. He wasn't here. Uh, but I'm back, Doc. <laughs> he found a way to get back in, I guess. So we, I'm, I'm officially done with trying to kick you out now, man. <laughs> what, what, what really happened mm. is that you just was taking time off work. <laughs> right. Now, if we, if we want to, you know, shame the devil in your union lies. Ah, well, I couldn't tell my rep all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what up? Nothing, man. So, you know, a lot has happened over the last few weeks, man. And I have been keeping up with the show. I've really been enjoying it, man. Your Tinspirations yeah, man. segments have been superb, man. I, I really, really enjoyed it, man. Appreciate it, bro. Shout but they're not you. better than my part. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Let's start the beef now. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I, seriously, I, I've, been, I've been absolutely loving it. And just so the audience knows, I don't listen to the show because I'm on the show. Mm. I actually really seriously enjoy the show. Like, it really does inspire, and I think okay. that's great. So. Just making sure, man. I don't want to offend Doug and Red. Those were my first two uh, inspiration guests, and, you yeah. know. Uh, and amazing. Uh, it truly okay, I'm just truly making amazing. sure, you know what I'm saying? Because I could just text <laughs> them and say, Lavelle talking crazy on the show, and then start this whole little beef between y'all, but... I'm saved for real, so I'm not going to do that. Oh, thank God. Appreciate that, man. All right, man, listen. So I got a couple things I want to talk about. I'll just start with this. 
So this is going to sound maybe a little childish. <laughs> um, why am I not surprised? Man? <laughs> but it's the truth. Man. All it's right. the truth. So at my job, when I have to be at work, I have to be there at a certain time. I think that's most jobs, you know. Yeah, not childish yet. Right, right. Um, my wife, she has a job, and she okay. has to be there at a certain time. Okay. But I have something that's called a grace period. Ooh. Huh? That went deep quick, Doc. It's just, it we wasn't just, even no lead we in. We drowned in that. Like right. just, it, it, was like, it was like when uh, Doug... Wasn't listening to the preacher, dog. You <laughs> saved himself. <laughs> I never heard nobody who just decided they was getting saved. He need no pep talk. He's, he could have just went to the altar call, stayed out in the lobby, dog. My man tried to interrupt the word. Hey, bro, can we get to the good part? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I have something called a grace period. And at my job, we have a six-minute grace period. That's a very awkward time. Hey, I thank God. I wish it was longer. <laughs> right. So if I have to be at work at, say, 8 a.m., I'm not late until 8.07. Mm. Mm-hmm. My wife, on the other hand, <laughs> okay, they do not have a grace period. Wow. So she has to be at 8. If she has to be at work at 8 o'clock, 8.01, she is late. Wow. So no offense to her. <laughs> but Man. I thank God for his grace. Huh? Ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a deep conversation. Now, yes. That's hilarious, but when you think about it, mm-hmm. so so I want to ask you a question. Mm. Because you know you have a grace period. Ah. Do you ever maybe even always or sometimes <laughs> purposely mm. Not get to work until right around eight oh five, like clock in eight oh six. Dude, my coworkers laugh at me mm-hmm. because they see me running down the hall <laughs> at eight oh six, trying to make it to the clock. Now, now the funny thing is, all my coworkers they're they're older than okay. me, and you know, older people like to get up early. That 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 ministry has not they hit me yet. In, yeah, not yeah. for me. Like they get to work. 20, 30 minutes early, which is good. One of my coworkers gets to work an hour early every day. There's no way. <laughs> Literally, if I have to be okay. there at 8, I'm getting there at 8 o'clock. Okay, listen. You, you remember when you, you know, told me or asked me, like, hey, man, you want to do this Bible challenge in one year uh-huh. and read the Bible? From you know, in chronological order, from from start to finish, and mm-hmm. I laughed at you. Yes, yeah. This is the business version <laughs> of that. Okay, <laughs> if you are going to grow mm. as a businessman, which mm-hmm. you you own a company, mm. I won't say an hour, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say this, this, and this is hey for the people out there. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. <laughs> This turned into a whole nother deep conversation. <laughs> we didn't just t- we hey, we drowning right now. All right, <laughs> but no, that like seriously though, as a sidebar, and I know we'll we'll get back to what you were actually talking about, but um, that's kind of a rule of thumb in business. So like, mm-hmm. 
you got to think if if I have a a meeting, you know, with the CEO of a company, which mm-hmm. I have sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be there early so that I can prepare myself. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, grace is there mm-hmm. if you need it. If you need it. Yes, sir. But what you have been doing, uh-huh. running down the hallway at 805 and 806, <laughs> is you've been taking advantage of grace. Now, here's mm. the problem with taking advantage of grace that way. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen mm. where you would actually be late for real, mm-hmm. you might mess yourself up. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're driving to work. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, it's a train. Mm. And let's say the train is 20 minutes. Mm. And you know, you ever had those trains that go for 15 minutes, then yeah. start going backwards? They back like, up. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know if trains do that everywhere, but in Detroit, that's how they get down. You'll be there forever. Right. So the problem is, if you ever ran into a situation, like, because you purposely behind and, and mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, if you ran into a situation that genuinely set you behind, mm-hmm. now you're outside of the grace period. Mm. But, you know, ironically, mm-hmm. that's what the grace period is for. Ooh. <laughs> the grace period is actually for those incidents that come up that are out of your control, which means if I would get up and try to get there at the like you said, the 15 minutes early yep. so that I could prepare myself. And and I, I did want to say something about that. Uh, and I just want to make this clear. You know, you don't try to clean it up. You know, nah, no, 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 I'm talking about what you said about being prepared. Oh. Like with your meeting with the CEO, you're already prepared in the sense of like, you're not going there and saying, let me take out my notebook and now write out my minutes for the meeting. Right. You know, that's not that. I know that that's not what you're saying. You're saying to like mentally prepare yourself, get ready 100%. for the the for you know get ready for the meeting. I just want to yeah. Sure what if I spill orange juice on my shirt? Mm. Preparation is important, mm-hmm. you know, as it relates to this type of stuff because it's like you don't want to just walk into a meeting mm-hmm. like one minute early and you left your pen in your car. Mm. Now you're about to be one minute late, right? Right. So, yeah. So I think that's very, very important that, you know, and we, and we do. And, I, you know, I, I joke about, you know, all of that. And, I, and But that was serious, though. I wasn't joking about that. I really did used to get there literally right at the time. Used to as a what time did you get to work today? I actually I got there early today. <laughs> I actually got there early today. And believe it or Why not, what, what helps lying over the airways, <laughs> brother. Why are you lying on this? What show? actually helps me now, believe it or not, is the fact that we have the cats. Oh, okay. Because I actually have to get up a little earlier now to feed them and to, you know, make so sure they're So responsibility ah, uh-huh. brought you into preparation. <sighs> make it work. We need an organ, Doc. <laughs> we gonna have I to don't get... know how to play one, but we exactly. need one. Exactly. just need to be able to see it in here. <laughs> oh, that, that, it's amazing, though. So when those situations come up and we are rushing to work, because, and I, th- I do think it's very interesting what you said, is... We have to be very careful to not try to take advantage of grace because then I think you're misusing grace. Yeah. What is it um, that Paul said in, in Romans? Like I'm, something tells me that you got to have that as a note. Come on, brother. 
I on. don't, Doc. I wasn't. Is it prepared? Is it Romans? Uh, is that eight and one? What's Romans eight and one? Ah, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see how saved. How saved are we on this show? Is he? Is no, not we. <laughs> Is he, a, is he a prophet or no, y'all? Uh, I'm probably Drum not. roll, please. Exactly. There is therefore now no condemnation mm. to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Is that what you were looking for? That ain't what I was That's looking not- for. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, funny about that is I do know people that would have tried to make it work. That is not it. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was it. I'm looking for the scripture. Um. That says, um, I can't even think of the wording of it. It's like something that, it's something about taking advantage of grace. It's a popular scripture, like we should know it off the top of our head. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, actually, I did I actually did have a scripture all right, try that me. I did want to mention. And if that one comes to you, then, you know, by all means. Oh, we going, we save for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is real life. Like, this is what it's like out here. I wasn't prepared for this, bro. <laughs> Right. Well, again, this goes to the fact, I, you know, I don't want people to think that we sit down and discuss this before we go on the air. Like, literally, we just kind of die. Oh, they know. In, if, so. you're an, if you're a new listener, you know now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, a very familiar passage. But this is the scripture that popped in my head when I was thinking about this. And I guess I'll go up uh, a verse or two. But... Uh, This is the New King James. It says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So, Paul had this situation. He prayed that this situation go away. And instead of God saying, yes, apostle, I will take this away because you prayed it. Nope. He said, my grace is sufficient. So I do think it's important for us to define what grace is. And everybody knows the the traditional definition of of grace, which is unmerited favor, but literally it's just favor that you get that you don't deserve. That's what grace is. Well, and here's the thing like about the idea of, of like in our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Mm. That's always been a very intriguing scripture to me. Um, and when you think about it this way, mm-hmm. um, when whenever you are submitting to something, mm-hmm. there are times that you're giving up your strength to trust the strength of the thing you're submitting to. Mm. And so it's kind of like, you know, if if I take a hammer to drive a nail, mm-hmm. right, I'm really depending on the strength of the hammer. Because mm-hmm. I could have just, if it was my strength, Mm-hmm. I could have just took my hand and, hit it and started pounding the nail. Mm. But in my weakness, when I'm submitting and saying mm-hmm. I'm weak in this way, yes. then it the hammer becomes strong for me. And actually, that is 
some creative form of grace, I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. Paul had this thorn. Mm-hmm. And versus taking the nail away, mm-hmm. it's just, no, no, no. I'm not going to take the nail away, mm-hmm. but I'm going to handle it. Like, we know that you have a nail. You, we know that you have a thorn. You, we know that you have something that you need of, mm-hmm. a weakness. Mm-hmm. Think of it this way. How would you ever know what a hammer could do if you never used it, mm-hmm. if you never needed it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God is powerful, but mm-hmm. we only know that because we have needed his power. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If we were so strong and that we could literally do everything ourselves, save ourselves, never mm-hmm. have weakness, never have a thorn, never ever seen it before, then we wouldn't know how powerful God's forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. His great, like, it's, it's an interesting thing. We only know, when, I, when I'm saying we only know, now I'm making it specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I only know in my life, mm-hmm how strong and how powerful God is because I've literally needed him to be strong. Yes. And in that weakness, he is perfect because that it is in our weakness that he is able to show himself as God. So would you say that we learn this through our surrender? Because when you, when you think about it, we don't want to surrender. We want to have control. We want to do everything on our own. We want to handle every single situation, but sometimes it gets to that point where we have to relinquish control and say, okay, God, I give this completely over to you, which means you can handle it in whatever way you want to. Right. Right. He said he had this, this, this thorn and he said he pleaded with the Lord. So he finally said, okay, God, I give it over to you. But he told God what to do. Mm. He gave it over to God, but he said, God, I want you to take it away from me. Wow. But God said, no, I'm not going to take it away from you. I need you to understand that my grace is sufficient because of what you just said, Jay, which is that God's strength is made perfect in our lives when we acknowledge our weakness. And, and let me say it this way. So, so we're talking about grace, right? And I, I say, you know, my wife's car mm-hmm. has a lot of safety features. Like way more safety features than my car, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like her car is like all type of stuff. It got this this lane control thing, like where if you start swerving, mm. the car pulls back and goes into the lane for you. Wow. Um, now, Jesus, take the wheel. Mm, there you have it, brother. <laughs> Literally. Um, so then there's some other features, right, mm-hmm. that are there, but I don't never want to actually ever have to use those features. Okay, okay. On purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. glad they're there, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I got the car, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that the airbags are all around and that this car was crash dummy tested and you know, is a, is a car that that's real safe. Like, like I like that about it. Yeah. I just don't want to purposely be in a situation where I need to know 
what this song, what this, uh, this song. I'm, I'm a rapper. I'm always thinking about what this car can do. Yeah. And so now I want to, I did, I found the scripture. It was Romans 6 and 1. Ah. I said 8. You know, it's like, you know, that had, that, had another had a circle on the top. The- 6 is almost 8, brother. I knew what I was seeing in my head. It mm-hmm. says um, in the King James Version, mm-hmm. it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin mm. that grace may abound? Mm. I knew end, that. Right. right, right. <laughs> Verse 2, it says, God forbid, mm. how shall we that we are dead to sin live any longer therein? Wow. Wow. The point is this. You know, you don't want to purposely live in sin mm-hmm. so that you can experience this grace that God's like, God's grace. Right. And I know this is probably like, this is grace is one of those super controversial, <laughs> you know, people get super deep and got all these things about it, you know, whatever. They ain't deeper than us. We in a deep conversation right now. Ah. <laughs> um, but, but, but ultimately, it is amazing to have grace. Mm. How sweet. Just start singing a song. <laughs> this song. Um, no, grace is truly amazing, mm-hmm. but it's not something that we should abuse. Like, I don't go and get in an accident just because I'm like, oh, no, no. This car is like, no, oh, this is safe. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. oh, no, no. I'm going to go out here and sin because I got God, like, Ooh. protecting me. Jesus. So I'm going to go out here and wild out. And wow. you mess around and get yourself killed. Absolutely. Doing some stuff like that. Because, I mean, I... I hate to say this, but at some point, grace runs out. Mm. Now, my little six-minute grace period at work, I can't say, well, I got grace period. I'm going to go in at 8.15. Right. Because at 8.07, the grace ran out. Now, let me say this. Mm -hmm. God doesn't run out of grace. Mm -hmm. But he may decide not to extend grace Mm -hmm. in a situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about it, your job, decides mm-hmm. how much grace they want to give you. Yes. They have more. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if, if they wanted to, they, they could extend more grace. And so we have to understand that God is in control. Mm. And one of the things that I think we we don't want to do in this life, mm-hmm. um, and, and this really is important to me for anyone who is not a believer, mm-hmm. who has not actually given their lives to Christ, and they're going around and basically saying, you know, Whenever I, you know, like mm-hmm. whenever I get there, like mm-hmm. I'll, like I'll make that jump. Mm-hmm. The thing that's dangerous about that is that you don't know how much grace you have. Right. You don't know how much time, right? Because we talking about a grace period. Mm-hmm. Grace in in your job scenario mm-hmm. is literal time. Right. And we think we wake up and we thank God for His grace and His mercy every day. Mm-hmm. But. Every day, things still happen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was talking to someone the other day about the Canaanites. Now, when you look at the, and that's why I, I thank God that we got a chance to read through the Bible in chronological order, because it really brings the story together. Right. It does. So you have Abraham. Except when you're reading Chronicles and Kings <laughs> back to back. Um <laughs> You I, I almost skipped. Uh, <laughs> like I, I don't know if I need to read both of these it, right. saying the same thing. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so when you look at the chronology, God told Abram 
to get up out of the land, go to a land I'm going to show you. He went to actually to the land of Canaan, right? He lived and prospered in the land of Canaan. Now, as we go on with the story, he had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, Jacob had Joseph, Joseph went into slavery, but God used him to go, you know, to Egypt. And we know, you know, we know that whole story. Maybe we can talk about that one day, but you know, the story of Joseph is absolutely amazing. God amazing. set him up in Egypt to save his family. So he pulled his family out of Canaan into Egypt and they were there for over 400 years. Wow. Then, but there was a promise that God made that they would be back in Canaan. Now, the, the interesting thing to me is that it says in the scriptures that one of the reasons God had them in Egypt so long for over 400 years was because God was extending grace to the Canaanites wow. to give them time to repent. Wow. So God allowed his people to be out of place in a land of slavery for over 400 years just to give the Canaanites time to repent. Man. And they didn't. That is crazy. The grace ran out. And see that, and that is exactly like, there's an arrogance that we can have as human beings Mm -hmm. when we walk around thinking that we have forever. Wow. When, when we walk around in abuse of God's grace, mm-hmm. as if to say, you're going to always extend your grace to me because mm-hmm. I'm Jay Will. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And I got however long I think I got because I'm young. Wow. And that's what we tell our kids a lot of times, right? Think about the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. We've conditioned people to think, oh, yeah, the kids, they young. Let them. That's what they do. Wow. But yet kids die every day. Absolutely. So a lot of times as human beings, we have to be careful, especially as believers, on how we influence the people around us, because some of us are talking like we got the grace. Wow. Wow. Like we're extending that grace to them. Go ahead, wild out, do what you want to do while you're young. And then when you get older, then accept Christ. That's crazy. Wow. That's 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 scary. That is very scary. So I, I would say this. First, we got to understand who has the grace. Mm. So it's like at your job, Mm -hmm. they have the grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they dictate the grace period. Right. And so all of us are living in a grace period. Mm -hmm. And eventually God makes decisions. Jesus is going to come back. Wow. There's going to be judgment. Mm -hmm. And so don't take advantage of the grace period. While you have it, right. thank God for it. Use it to the advantage of furthering yourself in Christ. But we have to be careful not to use the grace to do something wrong. Mm. And I think that's ultimately what it is. It's like, hey, we're giving you this grace period for work because mm-hmm. we understand things happen. Mm-hmm. But don't abuse this period because if you do, Mm-hmm. It may run out. Right. I'm going to just hit snooze five more times. Exactly. Because I know that I got this grace period. But like you said, I might be on my way to work and a train go by or an accident, you know, in front of me happens and traffic is backed up. And that is and that has happened before. Let You know what? When, when I'm going back to what what you just told about the 400 years mm-hmm. 
And one of the things I think we overlook about grace is that grace has a purpose. Ah, yes, sir. We look at grace as kind of like the change in your couch. Like, so it's like, hey, go take that. Oh, the ice cream truck outside. Like, take the change and just go buy ice. It don't, it don't matter because the change was in my couch. It didn't have a purpose. Mm. But in that scenario, it says that God was giving grace mm-hmm. so that they could repent. Wow. So the grace, one thing we got to stop doing is looking at grace as just extra change that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Wow. That is powerful. Because, yeah, grace, like you said, grace has a purpose. There's a purpose, like you, okay, so going back to the scenario of my job, that that six-minute grace period, like you said, is for a purpose. Yeah. Because things can't, they know they know things can't happen. Apparently, my wife's job doesn't know things can't happen. <laughs> or don't care that or things don't can care, happen. Right. It's like, get, do the best you can. You got no grace. Right. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard way to live right there, brother. It is, man. I'll be nervous every morning, huh? Uh, my prayer, I'm, this, is not, this is not a joke. I pray this prayer for my wife every morning. Lord, let her make it to work safely and on, on time. time. <laughs> every single morning. Lord, help her because they didn't give no grace. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, grace has a purpose. There, there is a purpose to grace. God extends grace to us. Grace that we do not deserve. He extends that to us, but it's always for a purpose. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Well, I, I guess that's all I got. I, you know, I, it's, I, we, we had this little hiatus for me being here. We both was rusty today. We, <laughs> you didn't know where the scripture was at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. All right, man. All right, my well, brother. Better luck next time. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's time to go. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.